just still happy in my Jesus. Y'all still happy in your Jesus? Amen. Still happy in my Jesus. I just praise God because I don't know what he's going to do next. I, I just don't know what he's going to do next. And, 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 and sisters, uh, 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 Evangelist Selena, we need to make sure that song stay with us. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. I mean, whatever God's doing, I, I don't want to be left out. I don't know about nobody else, but this sister here does not want to be left out. And, and, and part of the word today will, will show us um, uh, what God is, what, what else he's up to, what else he's up to. Because I'm excited. I'm excited. I lie I, I, I not. I'm excited in seeing God's hand move the way it's moving. We're going to go to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20 is where we're going. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we pray now and we ask, Lord God, for your, for your guidance, for your direction. We ask, Holy Father, that you would just come in and you sup with us today, Lord, and Lord, God, allow our spirits to receive your word, God. And, Father God, when we leave from this place, Father, we'll be able to say that it was good for us to have been here. And, God, we'll always be able to carry away something that will help us throughout the course of our life, our course of the day, Master. And we thank you for it now. But Father, you be glorified. You be glorified in all that was said and done. And, Lord God, we lend ourselves unto thee. Take us and use us for your glory, Father. And, Father, that it is for your glory and your glory alone that we say and do these things. And we thank you, Lord God, for the work that you are doing, God. We're just so thankful and grateful that you are allowing us to be a part of that season. We love you, Lord, and we praise you, and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. We're going to begin reading at verse 1, then we're going to move over to... Uh, verse number 15. Verse 1 says, And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others beside the Amorites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Came against Jehoshaphat to battle. If you note that in, in, in verse number one, that the, um, the children of Moab and the children of uh, Ammon, uh, and even the Amorites, if we, we think about it, they are the same people that was in Numbers 23 when God began to teach us about Balaam and Balaam. Same folk. This time it's just the offsprings. Same, same people, same, same spirit. That spirit of the, the, the destroyer and the spirit of wastefulness. But here when you look up the word Moab and Ammon, it means a spirit of incest. So God is saying there will be some things that's going to try to rise up. That old lust spirit that's going to try to rise up again. But God says that they came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Now, the name Jehoshaphat means Jehovah judged. So God says, I've already judged the situation. <laughs> he said, I've already judged. Regardless of them trying to come up against you, he said, I've already judged the situation. Now, these are the things that we have to follow, the Lord says. Look at verse number 15. Verse number 15. 15 says, and he said, hearken ye 
all Judah. Listen. Listen is what he's saying. Listen. All Judah. All praise. Listen. And it says, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, those that are dwelling in peace, those that are operating in praise, God says, hearken, listen. It says, and, and thou King Jehoshaphat, the one where God has already judged. He said, listen. He, he said, I've got something to say. He says, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid. Hmm. Nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Here's the key. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Don't know what everybody's going through. But this I do know. God says the battle is not yours, but the battle is his. In this season, we ain't got to fight. Not in this battle. Not in this battle. We don't have to fight. God said it is his. That's what the Lord said last night. Don't worry about it. I got it. God said last night, he got it. So he's saying to us, the, I don't care what it is. I don't care what comes up against you. And no matter where it's coming from, God said, "You all you got to remember that it is not your battle. God said, I got this one. I got this battle. Even though some things going to come up against you, some things are happening in your life right now, God said, don't worry about it. He said, I got it. He said, this is my battle. God is taking this thing personally. Amen. He's taking it personally. I said, okay, God, yeah, it's yours. He's taking it personally. This is, he says, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. I don't care if hell is up in your house wide open. God said, don't worry about it. He said, I got it. He said, I got it. He said, I got it. He said, the battle is mine. It is not yours. You ain't got to fight. You ain't got to fight. God said, I got this one. I got this one. It's okay, God, you, 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 you're welcome to it. You're welcome to it, God. He says, the battle is not yours, but God. And that is the title of the message. The battle is not yours, but it is the Lord's. So every time some come up against you, just remind ourselves that the battle is the Lord's and it's not ours. The battle is the Lord's and it is not ours. Now, verse number 16. Let's see what God's saying, how he's trapping. Because we get to remember the battle is not ours, but it's the Lord's. 16 says, tomorrow... Go ye down against them. Means plural. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zia. Mm -hmm. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerusalem. Okay. Tomorrow, the Lord says, hereafter, I'm going to show you where the enemy's at. Hereafter, he plainly, he plainly shows us where the enemy is going to be. And that's what God said he's revealing. He said, go ye down against. All right, now, God's saying, now God is instructing that we go down. Not that we go down ourselves, but God is giving the instruction to go down. I said, well, Lord, what is it? What reason are you telling us to go down? I thought we were supposed to always stay up. The Lord says this. He said, you've been seated in heavenly places. See, that's where our seat is. Our seat is in heavenly places. You see, there are three, there are three heavens. And that's the heavens here, then the, uh, the heavens of the air, and then that's where the, for the prince of the air, which is the second heaven, that's where he resides. And now that we've taken our rightful seat, we're seated in the third heavens. Just like Paul. We're seated in the third heavens. But God says, now that you know who you are and the power that you possess, now you can go up against the devil because I'm going to tell you where he's at. Okay, God. 
He says, go down against them. And he says, behold, they come up by the cliff of Zion. I said, okay, God, what's, what's Zion? He says, they come up by the place of splendor, which means to bloom. And it also means they're going to be coming up or rising up out of the Dead Sea. You see, it's going to look splendorous. It's going to look like God. But you've got to recognize where it's coming from. It's coming up out of the Dead Sea. <laughs> so, you know how, how the world of God says Satan can transform himself like an angel of light. See, you see, you got to be able to have that discerning where we know whether it's God or whether it's of, of, of Satan or whether it's of ourselves. But he, he says it's going to be rising up out of the Dead Sea. It's going to have, it's going to be splendorous. It's going to bloom. And if you're not careful, you'll think that it is God. But God says right now, I'm, I'm going to warn you that that's not me. But I'm going to tell you why it's coming up out of the Dead Sea and what reason it's coming there. It's okay, God. What's reason? What reason is it coming? It says, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook. Key. Here's a key, y'all. Here's a key. Ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerusalem. I said, okay, God. What does that mean? He said, you're going to find the enemy. He's going to be at the end of the brook. Sister, can I use you? He says Satan's going to be at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerusalem. Now, the word Jerusalem means a place where the water flows. So, where he's going to be is at the end. He can't get in, but he's going to be at the end of the brook where your blessings flow. Y'all caught that? Did you catch that? Where Satan's going to be in, in, in this season. He's going to be at the end of the brook. You know, because we've already drew a line that he can't cross. So he's going to be at the end of the brook, right where your blessings are flowing. So he's going to try to get your blessings. So God said, I want you to go down and I want you, I'm going to show you where he's at. Right. So wherever God's blessing, expect the devil to be right there to try, try to take what God's got for you. Expect it. God is warning. He's going to be at the end. He can't cross over. He's just waiting for us to mess up to take it. He's right there where the, where, the, where, it says, where the water is flowing. That means God is going to do a continual blessing. That's why we can't be like a days of when God continues to bless us. See, we got to thank God for the little things as well as the big things. we got to thank him for the little things as well as the big things. Because little is not as little as we think it is when it's in the eyes of God. So we got to thank God for all of it. He said, but this is where he's going to be. He said he's going to be sitting there. He's going to be at the end. He's going to look splendorous. He's he going to look like he's got it going on. But the whole purpose of him being at the end of the brook, at the end of the brook, is to get your blessings. And your blessings going to be flowing. Now, God has done a corporate blessing. God is about to do some individual blessings. We're going to get that too. God's going to continue to do some individual blessings. Now, God's been doing some things in your life, but there ain't nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. You just watch what, what, what God is going to do in this season, if we stay in this season. Because, see, God already told us, last night, Sister Evangelist, God already told us that second place is what he set before us is harvest. The second place you know, is harvest. It's harvest. And whatever we sow in this season, not last season, but whatever we sow in this season determines what kind of harvest we're going to get. And I said, God, I, I want to be at that place. That, he said, I set that harvest season before them. Now, Going back to verse number 16. Now, we know that the enemy is going to be sitting right there 
waiting while blessings are flowing. Because anytime water flows, that means it's moving. Blessings are going to continue to come, continue to come. But that's what the devil going to be too. Mm-hmm. God, God is letting us see him for what he's worth. Mm-hmm. Now, verse 17 says, now this is the most difficult thing that we're going to have to do. This is the most difficult problem that mankind as a whole has. 17 says, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. The most difficult thing that we have, Sister Eleanor, to do is not want to put up our dukes and fight. That's, that's the most difficult thing for us to do as mankind. I mean, it's, it's hard. We, we want to go to bat. We want, we want, ain't I, am I right? Somebody cross you. Don't you want to go ahead and go, go, go at it? We might as well be honest. We might as well be real. We want to go at it. We want to go at it. We want to go at them. We want to go at it. But God said, you ain't got no need to fight in this one. God said, I got this one. You just chill. Rest, he said. Just rest. Let me do it. Let me, let me do it. He said, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. He's talking about this. In this season, this battle, what's going to come up before God's people, God says, you don't have no need to worry about fighting in this one. So you might as well take your gloves off, lay them down, and let him, let God do it. Let, 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 let the Lord handle those situations. Because see, many of us are in battles right now. But God said, oh, you need to just take it off and let me fight your battle. Because see, God can do it a whole lot better than we can do it. Now God, God knows how to handle the situation now. He, he knows how to do that. He says, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Now, watch the instructions. Set yourselves. Position yourselves. Stand ye what? Stand ye still. That's another hard thing to do, is it not? To stand still. You know how hard it is. You ask God for something, and it seems like to us, God ain't moving fast enough. So we step in. Anybody done that besides me? And then when you step in and do it yourself, after a while, you done messed up and said, how, I think you said it uh, Wednesday night. How did I get here? <laughs> I mean, how did this mess come along? Well, I, I stepped in and took charge. But God is saying to us, we need to stand still and allow him to, to fight the battle. He says, stand yourself. But he does say, position yourself. We got to be positioned. He said, position yourself, stand ye still, and then he said this, see the salvation of the Lord with you. God said, watch me work. If you stand still. See, that's why, you know, sometimes you know, I, I, the Lord used the, the analogy of, a, analogy of a, you can get on an airplane, and when, when the airplane gets to where it needs to be, it's, it's over the clouds. And all you can see is this blank when you're flying. But if you mess around and take a train or a bus, you can see a whole lot of stuff. And see, most of the time, we don't want to take the bus or the train. We want to get there right quick. But God said, I want you to, I want you to see me. I want you to see my salvation. I want to see you see some deliverance, some, some healing there, or uh, some, some supernatural thing. I want you to see it step by step. I want, God said, I want to be so detailed that you can't forget what I'm doing in this season. God wants, He said, I want to be detailed. That's why we can't miss not one thing that God is doing. With not one thing. God said, I want to be detailed. Because right now, God is moving so fast at what he's doing. It's literally, and I say it again, it's literally blowing my mind. Because, see, the 14th hadn't gotten here yet, but God is already working on the computer. 
So God hadn't forgotten about the children. Because I remember Dickon Hill said, Dickon Hill said this. He said, my son, my children going to be disappointed because not having those computers. But God, God knew that what, what was going on in the lives of those children. So God is working on their behalf too. I mean, God is an awesome God, y'all. See, you, you, you got to see the whole picture. You can't see just one portion of it. You got to see the whole thing, what God is doing. He said, I hadn't forgotten my children. He said, now he's preparing us for the, for the computers for the kids. By the 14th, we should have computers, some computers. And I just believe God, whatever he wants us to have, we're going to have that. God, God is doing, he's, he's doing speedily work. I said, God, thank you, thank you. I just want, don't want to miss this season. Whatever you're doing, God, don't, please don't do it that without me. Don't do it without me. He says, he, he says in this word, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. God said, I, I'm, I'm doing this with you. I'm doing this with you. He said, oh, Judah and Jerusalem, those that's in praise and in peace. He goes on, he emphasizes it again. Fear not, nor be dismayed. He says it a second time. That means he's trying to make a point. Don't be afraid. Just, just follow him. He says, fear not, fear not, and don't be, dis, be dismayed. Don't be dismayed. He said, tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord, the Lord will be with you. That's a promise. God said, everything that he's doing, he said, I want you to remember, and everything that we're doing, as we walk out and position ourselves, God said, you got to remember, I'm with you. I'm remember. See, no matter what comes up, God said, remember that I am with you in this season. He said, I'm with you. He said, the battle's not yours, but it's mine. It's, it's mine. It's his. Verse 18 says, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Amen. And what, what, what God is doing now, we ought to be giving God so much praise and so much glory. We should go, we should go in a place of worship, Amen. glorifying Him for what He's doing. Cause let me tell you, everybody ain't got it like this. Everybody don't have it like this. Everybody does not have it like this. Uh-uh. No, no. Because you, sometimes we forget. We forget. 24-hour period. 24-hour period. God brought forth a place for his, for his people to reside. And listen, and we looked at last night, and, 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 and uh, Sister uh, Christine asked me, she said, how big is this place? I said, I think Brother Bobo measured. He said 29, uh, 3,000 might be something like that. She said, it might be close to 3,200 square footage. And when you think about $600 a month, that's God. Because you, a lot of folks got car payments more than that. That's told God. God said, I did this in a 24-hour period. And then the things that you're needing, God said, I'm blessing, blessing, blessing. And there's a minimal cost. And if we had to pay the whole bill, hey, that's a whole lot of money that we don't have. But see, God told us how to be good stewards. He told us we would not always be here, and he told us to save the money. Could have been, could have been a spender. That's why a lot of times when, when difficult times come in our life, we don't have nothing to fall back on because when abundance comes, we're busy spending rather than putting back. Because if we start putting back like, as, as God instructs, when those seasons come, we'll have what we need. That's how God operates because he says in his word, take a lesson after the ant. Y'all know how small an ant is. 
Find the word where God tells us to take a lesson at the end. Because he gathered in the summer. Because he know when I'm coming. One is already here, but one is still coming again second time around now. One is still coming a second time around. So we got to learn now to be good stewards. Of everything God has given us, we got to be good stewards. Got to be good stewards. Got to be good stewards. Okay. Going to worship. Don't forget how to praise God for what he's doing. And, and, and the people that the Lord allows to be in our life, to be a blessing. Always go giving. Heard that a long time ago. Always go giving. Don't go taking. But, you know, and someone said that a long time ago. Always go giving. Wherever you're going, he said, always go giving. We got that. We, we received that. Now, verse number 19, we're going to go to verse 20. Verse 20. Verse, verse number 20. 20 says, and they rose early in the morning. Time of breakfast. Got to get up early. Time of breakfast. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. Now, that word Tekoa means trumpet. Hmm. In a musical sense. You, you got to go with praise in your heart. You got, you got to go with praise. So they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. Hmm. And the Bible says, and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, your praises, and ye inhabitants, those that dwell in, in peace. Watch what he says. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Mm -hmm. Believe his prophets. So shall ye prosper. Okay, God, what does that mean? He said, if you believe in me, he said, you shall be established. And the word established means God said, you will have stability. If you believe in God, you will have stability and confidence. You see, we don't want to have confidence in ourselves. But if we have, see, you can do anything when you, when you trust and believe God for it. God said, I will give you stability. You won't be no up and down. Well, God, you're going to do it. Oh, God, you're not going to do it. God said, if you believe in me and you follow my word, he said, not only will I uh, give you stability, but you'll have confidence. You won't be confident in you. You'll be confident in the God that's in you. The God that's in you, you'll be confident. God said, this is what I do. If you believe in me, you've got to believe in the Lord, he says. And then he say, he goes on to say, if you believe his prophets, if you believe that inspired speaker that's in you, you're going to prosper. You're going to prosper. You will have the, you'll be able to eat the good of the land, is what the word says in Isaiah chapter number 1. You'll be able to eat the goods of the land. Mm -hmm. 21 says, and when he had, this is awesome here. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. Hmm. Uh-huh. He appointed, when he consulted, when he had a conversation, they came together with the people, he appointed. You see, in this season, you got to have the right folk to go with you. Y'all catch that? Yes, sir. In this season. In this season. See, he consulted with the people. And the whole purpose of consulting with the people was to really to see who he needed to appoint to go before him in battle. Y'all catch that? Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't go to war with anybody. Because you be left out on that battlefield by yourself. Somebody might move from your back. And you your back is left wide open. 
And next thing you know, you, 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 you shot by the enemy because you ain't covered. So, so you got to know who's going with you in battle. Now you can't have nobody going with you in battle that's with you today and gone tomorrow. No, that, that, no, you don't want that. You want somebody that's going to be willing to be on, 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 on the field at, at, at any time. That's don't mind going on the front line with you. Don't mind taking a bullet. You, you got to have them kind of folk that's going to, they'll go hang, hang in there. When, you know, when, when it's buff, when it's tough, and when everything's going too well, you want to make sure whoever you taking on the battlefield with you ain't going to get you killed. That's, right. That's why he consulted with the people. And not only, they got to have praise too. Now, let me show you why they got to have praise. Why he, he, he says, he appointed. They didn't vote on them. They didn't vote on them. The word of God says, he appointed singers. Let's go to Ephesians chapter number five. Ephesians chapter number five. And you'll see why. You'll see why. He appointed singers unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter number five, and then we'll finish reading the verse. He appointed, he appointed the singers. Ephesians chapter number five, verse number 19. Ephesians chapter five, verse number 19. Remember now, the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. The battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. All right, Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 19. 19 says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You see, you got to have those people, those singers that's been appointed, they got a melody in their heart. They got to have, you see, this morning when, 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 when Sister Tasha began to dance and, and, and the music began to, to, to mess up here and there, I, and, and later on you saw where she put that, that melody was in her heart. Cause she, she hadn't learned to dance, but see, it was in her, in her, it was in her heart. It was in her spirit. So she was able to hear the melody. So when you hear the melody, you'll be able to keep on going. Cause see, sometimes people would stop. Because somebody could easily, that was dancing, that didn't have the melody in the heart, could have easily stopped when the music's messed up. So you got to have some folk that got some, some melody in their heart that's willing to keep going when you're in the heat of battle. They've got to have that, that the Spirit of God where they can be able to praise God, no matter what's going on. You know, you see some folk, you can see it all over them, you know, when things ain't going right, they got a long face. But when, when things going good, they're, they're all happy. But God said, you got to have a melody in your heart so you know that no matter what's going on, I'm going to deliver you out of it. Because his word says so. He says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the word goes on to say, but I will deliver them out of them all. He didn't say they weren't going to come, but he did say all the afflictions, afflictions, he was going to deliver them out of them all. So he had to appoint some singers that had a melody in their heart, that had a praise for God no matter what. No matter what, look at the other part. And they, they, they're doing it unto the Lord, the, the melody. they got to have that melody, that song in your heart. You Because sometimes, and, and sometimes you just got to sing your way through. Sometimes you just got to hum your way through and, 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 and get on over on the other side. Now, the latter part of verse 21, it says, it, it, read the whole, it says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers, those that had a melody in their heart, that singing unto the Lord, not unto the people. Because see, when we sing unto the Lord and got that melody, it connects spirit to spirit. And then God began to, to, to send forth some things back. And then it says, and that should praise the beauty of holiness. You see, we've got to be able to, to praise the beauty of holiness. In other words, we've got to be able to embrace 
that spirit of holiness. Because see, when they were singing unto God, they could see the beauty in everything. I mean, no matter what the situation is, there's some beauty in everything that we go through. We may not think there's some beauty in it, because some pieces of puzzles we just don't want. I know I have got some pieces I didn't want. I don't know about y'all, depending on what your puzzle. If you got, if you got all good pieces in your puzzle, you might need to switch up your puzzle. Because something ain't right about that puzzle. But God gives different, different pieces of puzzle in order to build character in us. In order to build himself in us. So, so the word of God says they, they go about they, that they should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before who? The army. You see, the, the, that, that melody in your heart, it's going to go before you. Because see, the, there's an army there. That's the army. But you got to have the right thing out in front of you because you, you got to have them spiritual angels out there. That melody, that's going to be fighting because you ain't going to fight in this season. You won't fight. So something else is going out there. So we don't want the devil to interrupt our melody. You see, the melody in our heart. Because sometimes he can interrupt the melody within our heart. And we're out there, we're uncovered, we're on our own. That's why it's so important that we keep a melody in our hearts unto the Lord. Give him praise. Give him glory. God, I know you're going to deliver me out of this one. God, I know you got some great things going on for me. I know it. See, that's where we got to think positive things and not negative. Don't focus on what the enemy is doing. Just focus on, oh, God, I see, I, see the end, I see the end of the road. I see what you're doing, God. I see where you're trying to take me, God. I, Lord, I see, I see the harvest. I, you know how it was with Jesus? He, the Bible said he endured the cross. Huh. He endured it. You know, he went through a whole lot. But he kept his eyes on, on his destination. God said, we got to keep our eyes on our destination. God has got a place for us to be. And he didn't say there wasn't going to be no obstacles. If Christ didn't have none, why do you think we're going to have some? He had some. But he kept his eyes on his destination. Now, there are some souls that harvest, they're coming. So we got to keep our eyes focused on what God has way up the road that we can't see right now. Can't see right now. Remember now that they, 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 they that if you keep that melody in your heart, they're gonna go before the army. And this is what the what the song is gonna be. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. See, last night we talked about mercy. Talked about mercy. <laughs> but see, that song will be about praising God. We're gonna be praising him for his mercy. Because there's some things that we have done in our lives that we cannot understand why in the world God showed us mercy. Anybody did it? We might as well be real. We might as well get real. God, I just don't understand why you put up with me and my stinking self. But I was praising God for his mercy. So we're in this season, we got to go forth praising God for his mercy. Because we've all messed up somewhere. Somewhere we've all messed up. But we got to thank God for his mercy. You know, his mercy is new every day. Every day. That's what the word says. His mercy is new every day. You know, yesterday's mercy is not good enough for today's troubles. So God got new mercy for today. So we need to praise God for his mercy. Now understand, praise God for his mercy. Every day, because that mercy is new. It's new every day. God knows we're going to mess up before we mess up, so we got new mercy. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for your new mercy, God. Thank you for your new mercy. Thank you for your new mercy. Then he goes on to say, it endureth forever. His mercy Endure forever. Forever. Let's look at 22. We're going to move, move right along. We've got to hurry along. 22 says, And when they began, watch this. And when they began to sing and to praise, the, 
watch what God does. When, when we, in the midst of what we're going through, when we begin to, to allow that melody that's in our hearts to, to, to glorify God and get, begin to praise God. You see, there's something awesome about praise and melody when it comes down to God. It says, the Lord set an ambush. The Lord set an ambush against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which would come up against praise, Judah, praise, and they were smitten. Whenever we continue in praise, and when we continue to worship and glorify God, it calls God's hand to move. It moves up against the enemy, and God himself will set the ambush of the enemy. He'll, God says he will do that. Now let's look at Psalms 22. Let's look at Psalms 22. Let's, let's read this. Psalms 22. Psalms 22. Praise God. Psalms 22, Psalms 22 and verse number, verse number 3, Psalms 22, verse number 3, 22, verse number 3, mm -hmm. 22, verse number 3. And this is why, 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 why God is, is, is so particular about praise. And this is why he's going to do what he's going to do in this season against the enemy. Verse 3 says in Psalms 22, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. Israel's those who those who rule as God, uh, rule like God. And see, God lives in our praise, and that's why He had a problem with the enemy because the enemy was trying to disrupt the place where He lived. And see, He lives in our praise. That's why we got to keep that melody in our heart because see, God lives in our praise, and he, it made God mad when the enemy tried to interrupt. Where he lives. He, the Bible says he inhabits. The word inhabits means to dwell. He dwells in our praise. So that made, that made God mad. When, they, when an enemy started messing with our praise and our worship toward God and trying to disrupt and interrupt that, it, it makes God mad. And God said, no, 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 you're not going to interrupt my place where I dwell, my resting place. He said, I rest in, in praise. He said, I rest. That's where God has, oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. That's where God has intercourse. When it has intercourse there in our praise, it turns into worship. See, when you, when you come together and praise with God, and that's a consummation that takes place, it brings forth worship. And God said, no, 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 something is being birthed. See, anytime we really go into worship, see, everybody can't go into worship. Everybody can praise, even the trees can praise and bow. But God says, when you go into worship, you begin to birth something. He said, so, so, so the devil, he's messing up what I'm trying to birth. He said, no, so I, I got to get rid of him. Got to get rid of him. Got to get rid of him. Back to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Back to Second Chronicles. Now watch God. Watch God. Watch God. Watch him. Verse 23 in Second Chronicles chapter 20. 23 says, For the children of Ammon and Moab, that old lustrous spirit, that old spirit that destroyed, that wasteful spirit, they stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants, inhabitants of Seir, Everyone helped to destroy another. Got to read 24. 24 says, and when Judah came toward the watch, no, no, I don't want to read that just yet. Want to deal with 23. You see what happens is when God comes on stage, when the enemy is trying to interrupt the, that place where he dwells, then what happens, it causes the enemy to turn on itself. Have you ever seen that? You know, you, when, when the devil come up against you, next thing you know, the enemy, they start fighting each other. <laughs> And you step by, you back here looking at them acting the fool. 
But they first came up against you. But then, when, when God gets through, he turns the enemy against one another. Think about who you're on your job. Think about it. When, you have, when, when, when the enemy wants to rise up against you, and next thing you know, when, when you went in that prayer closet, that prayer closet, you went in that bathroom and, and said a few words to God, or you sitting at the desk and you said a few words to God, and next thing you know, Sister Eleanor, that them same folk that was messing with you, now they going at one another. Well, God has stepped in. That's all that is. God has stepped in. He, he stepped in. I said, oh, God, you just, and as Sister Marcellette says, he's super bad. She corrected my bad. She said, God is super bad. I said, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's super bad. And 24 says this, 24. And when Judah, praise, came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, those that came up against us, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. You see, when God, when we follow the, 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 the path that God calls and ordained and let the God fight our battles, because he said, this one ain't yours. He's it's mine. Then the next place you're going to go is you're going to step on that step right up there. You're going to see the dead bodies of those that tried to do you in. <laughs> now, look, it says that latter part of 24, it says, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. Let's flip over to St. Luke. St. Luke, chapter 10. St. Luke, and we're almost done. St. Luke, chapter number 10. Chapter number 10. St. Luke, chapter number 10. Verse number 18. This is what happens when we allow God to do it. You remember that? You read that latter part of that verse. He said, when they came there, he says, they saw there were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. St. Luke chapter 10, verse number 18 says, And he said unto him, I guess I read 17. 17 says, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Did we get that? The devils, the devils are subject to us, uh, unto us through thy name, through the name of Christ. 18 says, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. That's what them dead bodies. They be, see, you, we're going to be able to behold. When we, when we see our enemy, we're going to recognize the fact, okay, I understand now, God, what your word meant. When he said, I saw heaven fall like lightning. I see my enemies falling right down at my feet. They have become my, become my footstool. They become my footstool. And then 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Didn't say some of the power. It said all of the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But listen what God says in verse 20. Even though we have been given this power, we got to stay humble. 20 says, not with, uh, notwithstanding in this rejoice. Don't rejoice. Don't rejoice over now. Uh, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, the old devils, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So when we see our enemy fall, those that came up against it, God said, no, 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 don't rejoice over that now. You just rejoice because your name is written on high and you ain't the one that's fallen. 
He said, because you saw, you saw, you saw the devil fall like lightning. You know how lightning come from, from heaven down to the earth? You, you gonna, you gonna see some things happen. But God said, don't rejoice over that. You just rejoice because you, your name is still written on the road. That, that's where you rejoice at. Not that your enemy has fallen, but the fact that your, your name is still written. And you have not been blotted out of the, of the book of life. That's where you, that's where you rejoice. Let's go back to Second Chronicles. We're about to wind this up. Second Chronicles. Back to wind it up. <clears throat> Got maybe three or four verses. Verse 25 says, And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance <laughs> both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off of themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. I said, God, where the devil get all this stuff from? You know what the Lord said? While you was in your night season, he was robbing you. So in essence, that's your stuff. He just got it when you was in your night season. So, so you just think about what you got now. And you think about what you let the enemy have in your night season. Three days worth. Resurrection. Three days worth. Recovering a spiritual truth. He, he said, I looked at it, I got, I got half. I said, you mean tell me I had all this, Lord, when I was messing up in my night season? He said, yeah, baby, you had all that and some more. He said, but now you're going to get all that back. Because, see, God's going to deal with the enemy. Anybody been robbed here lately? Uh oh, you know, it's them years that the locusts ate up. Them years. Because, you know, some of us been robbed a long time. A long time. I, I, we might as well be real. So God said, I'm going to give it all back. I'm going I'm to I'm destroy that enemy that's trying to destroy you. Then I'm going to let you have your goods back. I'm going to let you have your goods back. I said, God, thank you. Yes, ma'am. I said, thank you right quick. And even, you know what, Sister Evangel, I even had me a little dance with it, too. <laughs> I sure did. Because he said, go back out there and get them spoils. He said, it was, it, it was so much. It says, they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. And look at 26. 26 says, and on the fourth day. After the day of resurrection, when you, you got all that stuff. So they assembled themselves in the valley of Barak. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the valley of Barak. Until this day. I said, God, what that mean? He said, they assembled themselves at the valley of blessings. Now, how many want to be in the place of breakthrough of blessings? Well, when the breakthrough comes, ain't nothing but blessings. So, in other words, God said... When, when this is over, you see all that, all those spoils that you've lost in your night season, you get in that. He said, when you get through gathering that, he says, that's not the end of it. See, that's what you lost in your night season. He said, well, then I'm going to take you over here. You're going to assemble in the place of breakthrough where there's nothing but blessings in this season. I, that's right, baby. A blessing breakthrough. <laughs> Jesus. You know, God is awesome. You hear? Oh, mm -mm, mm -mm. He, he's an awesome God. He said, I, I, I'm going to symbol you there in that valley, in the valley of blessings, where there's a breakthrough of nothing but blessings. Because that, see, that next season is over. 27 says, then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem. Then they returned in praise and peace. And Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them. Now, catch that. See, now, praise, 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 
and, and, and that place of, of rest, uh, along with Jehoshaphat, because you already been you've already been judged. God has already judged you. Now you're in the forefront. You're not back there in your night season. You're in the forefront. You're leading the pack now. You're leading the pack. He says, in the in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord has made them to rejoice over their enemies. 28 says, and they came to Jerusalem. They came back to that place of, of, of peace. Uh, with, with, with psalmstry and harp and trumpets unto the house of the Lord. They came back with that melody in the heart. But you know, you know what was added? You know, over in Ephesians uh, uh, 5 and 19, it talked about the, the songs, the psalms, the, the, the hymns, and the spiritual songs. But this time, they come with trumpets. <laughs> Something added. They came with the trumpets now. The trumpets. You, you, you got your voice back. Coming with, we came, they came back with, with you know, now they can say, tell about the goodness of God, you know, the, the, the trumpets. They came with, 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 with their trumpets. Mm. And, 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 and trumpets unto the house of the Lord. 29 says, and the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries. Fear going to come on the enemy. When they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemy of Israel, those who rule as God. And 30, verse 30, last verse says, So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about. And I said, God, what does that latter verse mean? And I wrote it down. He said, the enemy that you see today, you won't see them no more. Watch out. That's what he said. He said last part of verse number 30. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. Then quiet and rest. Total rest. Total rest. For God had given him rest round about. So God said, the enemy that you see today, you will not see that enemy anymore. So you think about what that enemy has been in our life. You think about what that enemy has been in our life. God said, look at it right now, because you won't see that no more. You won't see that one no more. God said, now you're going to be a season of rest. Y'all, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen for his word. For his word. For his word.